Hey everybody, Matthew Collar here, and I want to welcome you in to a new set of conversations that I'm going to be publishing throughout the summer. Normally, as you people probably know, uh, I do Purple Daily from 2 to 4 every single day, so I'm always talking football, but it's a long NFL offseason, and I want to bring you conversations about issues with other sports that we can get into on a deep dive with either a reporter, a former player, or a coach, or even a current player. Um, that will bring you some insight into an issue that maybe we haven't talked about a whole lot on the station. So I'll be publishing these on the different podcast feeds that we have, whether it's the Twins podcast feed, the Twins show, or Judd's Hockey show, the Raised by Wolves podcast, and, and so forth, and even some football conversations probably as well that are mixed in on the Purple Daily feed that you can only find there. So if you're listening to this, that's what's going on. I'm calling them the off-the-record conversations because this is sort of different from what I usually do, and I'm really looking forward to it. So our first episode is with Matt Corey, a longtime baseball reporter. He's written for Baseball Prospectus, Fangraphs, The Athletic. He's got an analytics mind, but he's also a millennial like me, and he and I have similar views on baseball as fans growing up and then people who came into the sports media industry and what's been going on in baseball now with cheating and the scandal with the Houston Astros really struck a chord with me as somebody who grew up loving baseball during the steroid era. Matthew Corey is a very similar guy to me like that of a huge baseball fan in the late 90s when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were doing what they did. So I wanted to draw the parallels along with the fact that the Hall of Fame once again did not put in Barry Bonds. So here is my conversation, the first off-the-record conversation with baseball writer Matthew Corey. I'm very hesitant to speak for my entire generation, which <laughs> you seem to want me to do. Um, I, I think I would personally differentiate between scandals are on the field, right, and then ones that are off the field. So like the Hall of Fame um, – I, I don't want to say I don't care, but I kind of don't care. Uh, the Hall of Fame is a is a museum in upstate New York, and it's it's a ton of fun to go to if you're a baseball fan. I've been a couple times, and uh, you know it's it's great. But it's also, you know, if Barry Bonds has a plaque in the hall or whether he doesn't, uh, I'm not going to lose any sleep at night. Um, I think when you start having scandals that alter the, you know, the on-field product. That's, that's when things get a lot more hairy. Um, and you, you could, you could even, well, so it, there's, there's so much about a, a lot of these, these cheating scandals don't even really alter the on-field product that much, probably, uh, I mean, I don't know if you, you remember Albert Bell, who famously had a, a corked bat yes. and then uh, broke into the umpire's uh, quarters where, where the corked bat that had been confiscated from him was kept or hired somebody to do it. It's not entirely clear. Like, went through, like, the ceiling and got the bat anyway. Um, but studies have shown that using a corked bat doesn't, allow you to hit the ball any further right same with the spitball right that the vaseline doesn't actually make it spin more or break more 
I know less about that, but I'm willing to, uh, to acquiesce to, to that statement. It sounds like it, it makes sense. Um, but I, so, it, you know, from that kind of perspective, like, okay, well, it's against the rules, but are you actually like altering the game? Are you actually making any difference? Um, like, um, you know, you, you can look at the steroid era and I, I think it's un, undoubtedly true that steroids allowed you to hit the ball further, but you actually do have to be able to hit the ball first. So that's hard and something. Um, the other thing that I think steroids uh, allowed players to do was uh, heal from injuries more quickly yep. than they would normally. Um, if I remember correctly, Andy Pettit, uh, noted steroid user Andy Pettit. <laughs> uh, no one ever talks about Andy Pettit as a no, steroid user. Never. <laughs> if you were a nice but, guy, they don't talk about it as much. Or if, or if you were white. Also true. There's that too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and, yeah, that's why Andy Pettit used steroids to come back from injury. Or so he said. Um, but that makes total sense to me. Um, so there's, so there's that. So that's, I guess, uh, you know, a little unfair on the margins. Um, but getting back to the more recent thing, the, the Astros, um, I think Ben Lindbergh of the Ringer noted that if you look at the Astros home and road, uh, splits for the year that, that we know they were cheating in, in, uh, in 2017, um, they were actually a better hitting team on the road, which doesn't make any sense if if they're cheating and by cheating they're improving their performance right by using you know the by stealing the signs and relaying to the, the hitter so the hitters know what pitch is coming and so presumably when you know what pitch is coming you can hit it a lot more easily except maybe not uh so i i don't know what any of this has to do with my generation but i guess i guess i'm just sort of left wondering about the efficacy of, uh, of any of these scandals. Um, and I, I know people are always eager to, you know, burn the witch, um, which is why, you know, the, the people that you mentioned aren't in the hall of fame. Um, and it's why Jeff Lunau, despite the fact that he is, seems to be <laughs> not, not the greatest dude, uh, doesn't have a job in baseball anymore despite the fact that he apparently is quite a good general manager. Um, and AJ Hinch and Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran are all not employed as managers anymore. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if, if, uh, if I'm any, any different, uh, from those of my generation in my skepticism of the, um, you know, the efficacy of cheating. But I, I think that's the first thing that pops into my head when I hear one of these, one of these scandals. Okay. Well, they broke the rules, but did they actually improve their own ability to win games? And I'm not really uh, convinced that they did. Well, I no, would I'll say, at, at least for the uh, Houston Astros, um, I don't know what would tell us for sure that they weren't doing anything on the road. Like, no, guys, we only cheat at home. Let's just make that well, clear, right? I mean, that they, is, that they is could true. be doing something on the road as well. They, they could be. Um, we haven't heard that they did or anything specific and Major League Baseball has, I mean, okay. <laughs> I was going to say Major League Baseball has investigated it. And now that's obviously not always reliable. Final, 
Yeah, exactly. That's, that's not the final word on anything, clearly. But, um, but if they were cheating on the road, they were doing it in a, in a different way, right? Because they had an actual camera set up yeah. at, um, Minute Maid Park in the, in center field and were using that camera to, to steal the, the catcher's signs. Um, and when you're not playing at Minute Maid Park, you can't use that camera unless that's an incredibly high powered camera. You can see into other stadiums. And that would be something. <laughs> the government has that camera. Uh, it is, you know, yeah. it is near NASA there in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so you made you made a bunch of interesting points that I want to talk about because okay. the Hall of Fame, I think, matters a lot. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it, you could look at it like it is just a museum in Cooperstown, which what a fun drive that is if you ever uh, – the, the nearest airport is nowhere near Cooperstown, so you have to stop no. somewhere else and then rent a car uh, if you don't live <laughs> in New York and drive through all of these hills and all of these rural areas before you finally show up at this tiny place. And then you're like, wait, is this is this it? Is this it? There's like yeah. one hotel in all right. of Cooperstown. And uh, so I, I have been a couple of times as well. And I grew up maybe four hours from it. So we used to take a trip every couple of years as a family to the Hall of Fame. But there's this connection with baseball and its past and its history that is different than a lot of other sports. And that's not to say that football people don't love the Dallas Cowboys of the 70s or something. But with baseball, it's always been the nostalgia is a strong point for the sport that you go to baseball games as a kid with your parents and then you grow up liking baseball and you tell your kids about whatever you know my dad tells me about Roberto Clemente and then I tell my kids about Barry Bonds or whatever else and when records are broken they matter in that sport I don't think that they matter a whole lot in football oh another passing record in football uh hooray yeah like right like it's a it's a small ceremony on the field for like 13 seconds and I think they gave Drew Brees a little plaque or like a piece of paper that just said good job you but with baseball when (laughs) Mark McGuire was marching toward the home run record they started breaking into TV shows. I mean, it was just like a yeah. huge deal that someone was breaking this all-time record. And the uh, movie 61 on Roger Maris and everything that he went through when he was marching toward trying to break Babe Ruth's record, it's sort of intrinsic to the greatness of the sport that they have all these things, that it's the same game that was played in 19... 19- 56 that is played now basically outside of the intentional walk is different um but 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 that's it right i mean i think it's one of the things that people truly who are baseball fans love about it so when you find out that everything you enjoyed as a kid watching that turns into oh yeah it was a bunch of guys jabbing their rear ends with needles to pump themselves up to do the things that Roger Maris did without doing that. And there's always been some form of cheating this way or that way. And I've heard this argument before, like, well, guys used greenies back in the day. That is not anabolic steroids. I mean, it's a very big differentiation, I think. And the same goes for, well, you know, people have always tried to steal signs. Right, but it's a lot different setting up a camera in order to do it. And I I think that it did give players in the steroid era the 
15 or 20 percent that were using it when they did the testing I think it gave those guys a massive advantage and a lot of players probably never made it from AAA because steroid users were sticking in the major leagues and a lot of guys lost their jobs pitching to the Houston Astros there was a, a great article in the athletic interviewing the pitchers who had been sent down or cut after they had gotten blown out by the Houston Astros. So from those perspectives, I can't look at it and say, well, you know, it's just the Hall of Fame. Well, that's kind of the only thing we have as a a reward for players to honor their excellence, and a lot of writers are still using it to punish Bonds and Clemens. I don't necessarily think that that's right. That's kind of a different conversation. But if we try to bend ourselves into, well, it really wasn't that bad, I have a tough time doing that, Matt. I mean, I don't think I'm bending myself into it so much as just questioning, doing my best to to look at what the actual effect was. I mean, there's no question that it looks bad, you know. Um, and I, I'm sure in you know specific instances it had an effect. But baseball is a sport where you look at the long term, you know. Um, you look at not did a guy go three for four with, you know, a homer and a double, you would you would show up to that game and see that guy and go, oh my God, that guy's great. Well, okay, but if he's hitting, you know, 200, 290, 390 on the season or or over two seasons, you know, oh, actually he just had a hot day and that's it. Um, I, I think the, you know, the, the spread of, of, of the sport, you know, you, it is important. Um, and you make a good point about the Hall of Fame. I, I, I'm a person who I, I like the Hall of Fame. Maybe it's, um, just the way that maybe I'm just tired of like the way the baseball Twitter, Twitter treats it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I just have a hard time getting up in arms about, you know, uh, about, about the way that, that things are done. You know, it's, it's a bunch of sports writers, like you pointed out, who are, uh, honestly, some of them are not really that informed and they don't make an effort to be that informed. Omar Vizquel got a whole bunch of votes um, this year. Omar Vizquel is not a Hall of Famer. Harold Baines was elected to the Hall of Fame last time. Harold Baines, I don't care. He's not a Hall of Famer. He was not a Hall of Famer when he played. <laughs> he seems like a great guy, uh, you know, and he had some really unfortunate injuries uh, shortly after coming up with the White Sox. Um, his, both of his knees, I think he had some real knee problems. He lost a lot of his speed. Somehow still managed to play into his forties. Um, you know, kind of similar long-term guy, popular player, not a hall of famer. I'm sorry. Uh, there's, there's no, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you can see, you can tell probably by my tone of voice. I I can, I'm capable of getting worked up about it. Um, (laughs) But, but, but I really, I try not to, maybe for my own, my own personal wellness. Uh, but I, I mean, it's something that I personally, you know, I have no control over, um, whether these guys are, are in or out. Um, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's even a debatable point that Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds are two of the greatest baseball players of all time. I don't think it's a debatable point that Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds are better baseball players than Omar Vizquel and Harold Baines. Um, and, you know, okay, if if there's people who want to put Harold Baines and, and Omar Vizquel in the Hall of Fame and not Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, I mean, hey man, you do you. Like I, I, I don't have a say in it. So uh, 
I, I think that's that's nuts, and I think it's a, a, a fundamental misreading of what you know what a good baseball player is, and 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 what the effect of steroids and cheating actually has. Um, but looking at it from maybe from their point of view a little bit more, trying to be a little more generous, at least with the Bonds and Clemens uh, cases, you know, you can say, okay, well, these guys crossed. Uh, you know, they crossed the line um, and it all, it doesn't matter what the effect on the field was like, were they better players because they took steroids? Maybe. Um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they made themselves worse, right? They, they broke the rules and therefore they should be punished. Right. And, and I can understand that. Um, and, and I kind of get the, the Lunau suspension, um, you know, from that standpoint, um, you know, he's the guy in charge. It's impossible to believe that he didn't actually know about it. And, um, from that standpoint, whether it was successful or not, it was clearly against the rules. Major League Baseball had just made a point, I believe a year earlier about, um, you know, after catching the Red Sox with their Apple Watch, uh, cheating thing, which yes. I still don't completely understand how that worked, but, um, but after catching the Red Sox, you know, Major League Baseball put out uh, a memo about using electronic devices to steal signs and saying that's against the rules specifically. And anybody, any team who does it is going to have the book thrown at them. Okay. I mean, that, you know, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm not up in arms about that one. Um, I don't know if I have even come close to answering any of the <laughs> questions or statements that you, uh, that you just threw at me, but um, it's, it's a, I mean, it, it's a big jumble because there is a, a huge history of cheating in, in baseball and probably in all sports. I'm less of a, you know, a, a golf historian than, <laughs> than, uh, than, than baseball. Um, but I, I know that, um, you know, famously the, the Giants in, when, when Bobby Thompson hit his homer off Ralph Branca to win the pendant over the Dodgers in 1951, I think it was, um, they were stealing signs. Um, how were they stealing signs? I don't know. They probably weren't wearing buzzers under the uniforms. <laughs> probably not. Um, but, but they were breaking the rules. Um, and this is, this seems like, uh, it seems like a pretty consistent thing over the course of baseball history that, you know, people have been stealing signs and, and using whatever was available to them to make themselves better to, or to make themselves, to make them, uh, in, in their own minds, you know, whether it would actually work or not, it's a, it's a separate issue, but, um, but there is a, there's a long, long history of cheating in, in baseball. And, um, so I, I don't know, I guess, uh, maybe I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate, but it, I, I'm also not that sure that it, it should matter all that much. Well, that might be a historical way to look at this. Like, in the moment, we're all very mad at the Astros. But then we also might want to ask how many pitchers are reaching down to their shoe where they've put some pine tar to get a little more spin rate. And, you know, I believe sure. the Astros were doing this as well. Um, and uh, Trevor, Trevor Bauer, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, intentionally used 
Pintar in one game to make a point about his spin rate and how it increased and how the Astros had been cheating by using Pintar in their fingers. But also, I was watching MLB Network one day and John Smoltz let it slip that he used to do that, that he used to put a little Pintar on his fingers to get a better grip. And then you'll have people who say, well, you know, I, I want him to have a good grip on the ball so they don't hit me with it. Like, which exactly. is, is kind yeah, of a... that's what I've always heard. Which is, is kind of a weird... Or- it's a weird justification, yeah. though, because they're throwing a tighter and more effective curveball at you. So, they're, you know, it's anyway. So, you, But to your point, it's that no matter what era you go to, you can find, oh, this was the scandal of the day. Or even right. I remember Jay Jaffe did a, a thing on this years ago about how there's always been pop-ups in crazy home run years where you have the baseballs suddenly change and start flying out of the park more which is what we saw last year but we didn't ever call that problematic it was well this is kind of weird and and this sort of changes the landscape and what is you know did baseball do this on purpose but we didn't ever say a whole lot about it other than wow there's a lot of home runs flying out of ballparks now that maybe would not have gone out and then hey did baseball suddenly change those baseballs in the playoffs like there was just a scandal a few months ago with baseballs where one of the top pitchers in the league at the all-star game is calling out the league. And now we're sort of onto the next one and onto the next one and onto the next one. And I guess the generational thing that I initially had thought of for our conversation was more that people who went through the steroid era, that was such a huge deal when it came out, it was such a huge blow to everyone. Yeah. I think we all were shocked. I mean, you can look back and go, wait, you guys didn't notice that Mark McGuire was, you know, like growing 17 <laughs> hat sizes or whatever. Like, did you have his rookie card? Because in Oakland as a rookie, he didn't exactly look like this, but at the time, not a whole lot of people went, Oh, this must be anabolic steroids. Like we would right. now, if a guy suddenly went from seven home runs to 40 home runs, we might think, Oh, he must be doing something. But You know, even that is sort of that outrage and that shock of that is sort of faded. So now when someone gets popped for steroids like Jorge Polanco, a year later, we don't even talk about it. So it's weird that Barry Barry Bonds is this just like evil figure in baseball and we won't let him into the Hall of Fame, which I think they should because you don't know who's in the Hall of Fame who cheated in the same way or other ways. So I think he should be in. But, you know, he is just like this all-time villain in baseball and Jorge Polanco is being celebrated in the all-star game like wait a minute Nelson Cruz is one of the most liked players in major league baseball wait a minute he was popped and uh, had some silly ridiculous explanation that I think even a few years ago we would have shredded him for but it's almost like we've gotten very much used to this to the point where nothing really surprises us and I'm not even sure that people will stop watching baseball or be frustrated with baseball or just look at it as, well, that's, that's the sport for you is that everybody's always trying to do something uh, on the margins. And it's noticeable in comparison, as you mentioned, other sports to something like football, where if you watch a football game where Bill Belichick is the coach, it's not going to be mentioned that he illegally taped teams to win a Super Bowl. It's, it's just not going to be brought up. He's not even looked at really as a football villain. Like, ah, what a genius. He would do anything to win. But in baseball, it is more villainized. And I think that that does relate to the steroid era because a lot of us doing the talking now are we're around to get that gut punch of, hey, everything you watched was kind of bogus because those guys were cheating. 
Well, I think you bring up a good point about, about baseball too, and the way that people see it compared to other sports. Um, there's definitely a purity to the way people see baseball. And when that purity is impugned or, or, you know, in some way, uh, punctured, um, you, you get this, this huge public blowback, um, that you don't have, you know, in other sports. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the Patriots and their various, uh, scandals, um, stand out a little bit, but they, they also kind of don't, you know, that that's kind of the exception that proves the rule. Um, I'm not even sure, you know, I, I just watched that Aaron Hernandez, uh, series on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Um, Hernandez was a, you know, fantastic tight end who had a tremendous amount of problems and ended up probably murdering three people, maybe more, who knows? Um, but you know, during his time with the Patriots, he got uh, a, a lot of a lot of help from them that, you know, without really having them look at him with any kind of critical eye. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it might have they might if they had looked at him with a critical eye, they might have seen something they didn't want to see. Right. And so so it seems like they kind of purposely avoided looking as long as you're playing well on the field. We kind of don't care. Um and so I, I feel like it, if there was a baseball version of that, that organization would be tarnished in a way that it, it's not in baseball or in, a, in football. Which I think the Astros are. I think they are looking yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I think, you know, uh, again, regardless of, of whether or not this cheating scandal actually helped the Astros win on the field or not, they are now, you know, the, the team that has the World Series that people probably aren't going to give them as give them the credit that they deserve for yeah uh, for winning um, you know and I guess you can make the argument maybe they didn't deserve it you know the Los Angeles City Council sure, sure doesn't think that they deserve it <laughs> uh, but um, you know but but the LA City Council aside I I do think that that uh, that baseball is, is kind of held to a higher standard. Um, you know, in, in, in that way. Uh, and, and, you know, that goes back to, to the Hall of Fame too. I, I don't think anybody cares if, if a steroid uh, user or, or, you know, or, or any other type of, of, uh, a, a person who, who makes, you know, personal mistakes in their life, um, is elected to the Football Hall of Fame. Ray Lewis or, being a good example there. There you are. Sure. Um, or, or even, you know, the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I don't, uh, I don't think that, um, or I do think that, that, you know, baseball, you know, the, the guardians of the gate, uh, in, in, in the baseball hall of fame are, are far more, um, judicious about, uh, you know, looking, they're almost on the lookout for, you know, for, for someone who broke the rules so they can stand in, in the way and, you know, and, and block them from getting in. I, I think people get, get great enjoyment out of that. Um, it's, it, you know, the people who voted for only Omar Vizquel, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the people who voted for only Derek Jeter and Omar Vizquel at that, the time they, bunting know. mattered. Okay, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my favorite, uh, uh, hall of fame vote, by the way, Derek Jeter and Omar Vizquel and everybody else can just take a flying leap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what though? I, it comes to mind that having something to hold over people's head like 
not exactly the L.A. City Council trying to get the Dodgers to have the World Series or whatever they're trying to do. I imagine Ron Swanson's uh, response to that would be great um, if <laughs> Ron Swanson were a real person. Um, but uh, kind of is he kind of is a real person? There's a little bit of Ron Swanson in all of us, including my food choices. Um, but. but but, you know, I, having a gatekeeper is obnoxious. Like, and, and you and I are sort of of a, a similar mind on things like this, that if you are getting your jollies by feeling powerful, by keeping Barry Bonds out, or being the one guy who didn't vote for Jeter, like, just congratulations yeah. to you. Great job, sir. What a hero you are, right? <laughs> but But to have it feel like... When you've done something like this, when you've cheated the game, that the ramifications are significant, whether you're Pete Rose and you can't get into the Hall of Fame, which I think even I've changed my view on this with how gambling is so accepted in sports of like, yeah, okay, he's served his punishment. Maybe you should just put him in because he was a great baseball player. But that the fact that that has always been there, that they took a guy who cheated or who did something so egregious, he didn't cheat, but he was gambling on games, that he did something so egregious that his penalty will be he is forever besmirched and will never get the due that he deserved as a baseball player because of it in a way I can't completely hate it I I don't feel sad for Barry Bonds today like you made your bed buddy you did this like you didn't have to cheat you didn't have to break the law to break the rules and if we want to say everybody was cheating a it's not true and b he had all the resources and the money to cheat better than anybody else in the same way with Lance Armstrong where he had all the sponsorships and, and all the celebrity and fame that allowed him to cheat better than everybody else so so I don't mind that there is a group of people saying, you know what? You cheated and you made all your money and you got all your records and everything else, but you are going to pay for it because it just feels like there's some justice in that. With football, it is amazing how little we care about anything. Like we have guys, <laughs> we have guys who are six foot six, 280 pounds who run a four, three and you go, yeah, all right. That makes sense. That's fine. Right. Let's not right. talk anymore about it. Let's just, I mean, has anyone, how about basketball players who play all 82 games and run up and down the floor and, and usually like their knees would be falling off or something, but you know, they seem fine. Like how about your hockey players who are 40 years old and still taking the punishment or something. And we never ask like, you think that guy is uh, maybe using some human growth hormone to help him recover night after night uh -huh. after night of the punishment. We just don't seem to ask these questions in the other sports but in a way I kind of wish we did because I, I think that one of the things that has to be fundamental to sports is that it's an even playing field and that the best yeah. people should succeed and if you weren't the best team as the Houston Astros which you probably were but screw you anyway if you weren't <laughs> <laughs> if, if the Dodgers were better than you and you won because of them, it sort of like gets down to a very fundamental, like, why do we do this? Because everything else in life is unfair and corrupt and terrible. And we're supposed to have this. And when we don't, it stinks. And I'm, and I don't mind that there's somebody out there in the hall of fame voters who are saying, you know what bonds you might get in eventually, but you're really, you're going to get embarrassed every single year until probably the last year. Then we'll let you in. I don't hate that. And I don't hate that this – I mean, I hate the L.A. City Council wasting people's time. But I don't hate that the uh, Astros are being dragged through the mud and will be looked at as a laughing stock, even if they make the playoffs. Like, well, what'd they do this time, right? I don't mind people having to pay for things that they did. 
You know what's funny? Um, I enjoyed that diatribe, by the way. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> you, you bring up a, a number of good points, and I was desperately trying to remember two of them that I wanted to comment on, and, and they both uh, went out of my head, but I just remembered one of them. So uh, the, the funny thing about Bond and Clemens and the Astros, and I imagine that if you wanted to pull on this thread, you might find a couple more culprits as well, uh, is that all of them were great without cheating. Yeah, and they yep. didn't have to do that, right? The stuff that they did – now, okay, who knows when Barry Bonds started taking steroids, but you can look at when his body changed, right? That was somewhere around age, what, 31, 32, something like that. Yep. Uh, short, shortly after getting to the Giants, I believe. He, if you look at, if you just discount everything he did after that, and he hit whatever, a million home runs after that, he's a Hall of Famer anyway. Yeah. Right? He was already a Hall of Fame player. Roger Clemens, same kind of deal, right? I don't know exactly when he started taking steroids. Um, but if you look at his time, say, after he left the Blue Jays, probably already a Hall of Fame player at that point. Like, I don't know what he had, four Cy Young Awards or something like mm -hmm. that, the 20 strikeout game, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the Astros, already the greatest team in baseball with, I mean, without that, right? I mean, how many, how many wins was that worth? 10, two, Wh whatever the number is, subtract it. Yeah, Alex Bregman, else. Alex Bregman is probably a great baseball player. He was drafted like what number three overall or something. I mean, uh huh. He's he's probably good. So is Carlos Correa. That I think doesn't Correa that make, was picked first overall. Doesn't that yeah, make those you guys more are mad? Really, really good. It makes they, me more they didn't mad. Need to know what pitches are coming. Yeah, that makes me uh, more upset. Like even with if <laughs> if Justin Verlander is using pine tar to increase his spin rate, it makes me even more mad. It's like you're a great baseball player to begin with, and yet you still feel the need, and I'm not saying for sure he did that, but there's good evidence that the Astros have been doing that. Um, but, I mean, it, it upsets me even more that someone like Alex Bregman, like, you should be good on your own, and yet you have to cheat in order to get ahead. You guys could have won a World Series on your own, and yet you had to do this. It's like, why? Why would you do this to yourself, especially when you know that the penalty is going to be people getting fired, but the penalty is also going to be forever. Alex Bregman will be looked at as a dude who cheated. I mean, I guess. And, and I, I mean, it seems pretty clear that that's not how they see it, right? That's either not how they, they're certainly not how they look at themselves. And it's not how they, they looked at the possible outcomes of, of their actions, right? They, they clearly weren't going, well, let's see, I can find out what some of the pitches are that are coming, you know, at, at, at home games this year, which might improve my, my numbers a little bit, make us win a few more games. Uh, but the downside is that I'll be forever tarnished as a cheater if they find it. Find it. Yeah. Um, I doubt, I doubt they did the, you know, the, the, the list, you know, on <laughs> the, the good parts and the bad parts of this possible decision. Um, so I, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I tend to get less, uh, I, I think a little less worked up uh, clearly than you. Uh, but, um, I don't know. I, 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 maybe I, I kind of miss that, that type of, uh, maybe I wish I were a little more worked up about it. Um, uh, my Red Sox won, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's partly why I don't care as much. <laughs> well, uh, 
I'm less worked up than you is a sentence a lot of people have said to me throughout my life. So it's not uh, <laughs> anything new. Well, let me, let me ask you this, um, because we've had a really good conversation here, and I love talking about this with you, so I'm really happy that you agreed to do this. Uh, the future of technology in sports is something that just hasn't been talked about because it's a lot of fist-shaking, and I am now guilty of fist-shaking myself like over the last 15 minutes or so. But uh, when, when we're talking about using cameras and Apple Watches and things like that, I wonder if there is any real way you can strip the possibilities of using technology to cheat out of sports in general. I mean, even the Patriots, as silly as this is, it was another sort of example. Having the dopes go to the other team's uh, you know, press box and film their sideline, but pretend they were doing a documentary or something, and, uh, oh, yeah. we'll just get yeah. rid of the tape. Like, you wonder how many times they pulled that same stunt. Um, and then, I'm not Whole saying... A lot of documentaries. A whole lot of documentaries. Not saying for <laughs> sure that this is exactly why the Patriots offense fell apart in the second half of the season, but maybe. Um, so, but but here, here are the Patriots using still a film crew, and I refuse to believe that they weren't giving the information to Belichick and the coaching staff, that you know, they're still using a, a film crew to try and steal signals from another team to get an advantage. And, I, you know, planting little cameras and stuff in a stadium or at a practice facility or whatever else it might be in a locker room, bugging a locker room. It just becomes easier and easier and easier. It used to be that, you know, teams would go through and try to steal a playbook or something. But now, I mean, now it's so much easier that you can uh, spy on other teams or you can use technology to cheat. I really wonder if there's any possible way to stop this going forward, even with all the penalties that were handed down, there's always going to be someone in baseball that wants to cheat, as you laid out very well earlier in this conversation. I mean, I think that's the history of, of the sport and of sports and of, of competition anywhere, right? I mean, very, very famously, uh, you know, uh, President Nixon, you know, cheated in the 1972 election and, and didn't need to, like he was going to win by a lot. <laughs> I mean, he was doing all stuff too, but, but that was, uh, but, but that was an, you know, an example of someone who was, you know, effectively the Astros or the Patriots. Um, <laughs> and, and was, uh, you know, was about to win the, uh, you know, the political Super Bowl, you know, by 56 to 17. Um, but, wanted to win it 63 to two or whatever. Um, and so cheated. Uh, there's a, there's a history of, of cheating going back through all of human, <laughs> human time. If you want to get that, uh, you know, that, that grandiose, uh, of, you know, viewpoint. Um, and so to answer your question, I don't think there's a whole lot you can do. Um, I think, uh, you know, rules with, can, you know, limit things on the margins. Uh, for example, I don't have any idea why there's a replay room, um, outside the clubhouse. Right. Yeah. That, that seems like asking for it. Um, I don't know why, um, the NFL lets, or maybe they don't do this anymore, but why the NFL let, um, you know, the Patriots and, and any home team, 
um, you know, be in control of the football. Like, right. why does yeah. why don't the officials have the football? Um, that seems like an obvious fix. So you can make these these little improvements, you know, around the edges. Um, but people are going to find ways to break the rules. So I think you, um, this is just the, the way it goes. Uh, that's not to say you should throw your hands up and go, Oh, well, um, when it happens, you know, I, I think, uh, I think the, the Astros punishments and likely whatever is coming down the pike uh, for the Red Sox, uh, it, it's going to be harsh and it's going to be appropriate. Um, especially given the fact that, you know, these teams were notified that this type of behavior would be punished and they did it anyway. Um, so, but um, I, I don't think that there's anything that, you know, that, uh, that can be done overall to, uh, you know, to stop cheating. And it's, it's kind of sad, but it seems to be human nature at this point. We have, however many thousands of years to to indicate that that's the case. And I don't imagine people are going to change. Do you think, though, that it will impact generations growing up with baseball? Uh, I don't know if it will. I, I tend to lean that it wouldn't, that something like this would not make someone decide who's a young person not to watch baseball because they probably weren't watching it anyway. Uh, but even if they, <laughs> But even if they were... What, what I think about uh, the way that younger people view baseball now is only through the lens of their own team because they have much more access to their own team and not Fox Saturday baseball, which was right. m- me. Or like the, you know, the, the way that there are a lot of people who are Braves fans around the country because they had the, the network there on cable so they could watch the Braves every game when they couldn't with, with anything else. But you look at the Twins, they have their regional network. Most teams do, if not all teams. And so people become obsessed with their own team's success I think and care much more about that these days than Major League Baseball as a whole. If people had asked you and I at age 12, like, hey, who's the uh, starting shortstop for the Cleveland Indians? Be like, Omar Vizquel, nerd. How do you not know that? Um, (laughs) Future Hall of Famer. (laughs) But I'm not sure. Yes, future Hall of Fame vote getter. Um, But that's right. But that would have been like today. The version of Omar Vizquel is I don't even know who. But I mean, it might be like Nolan Arandano or something, or maybe he's better than Omar Vizquel. But somebody who's like an all star, but you don't care about. And I'm not sure that that the way that younger people consume the game now makes them care so much about the Astros other than just being mad at them. Like, Hey, you you stole games from my team. Um, So I'm not sure that this will have any sort of long-term ramifications. I think if baseball is talking about long-term ramifications, it's that they have maybe not accepted that changing the intentional walk is not the way to get more people to watch. Like, Oh, it's going to take four (laughs) seconds less. Wow. I am freaking in like that's that's not really it and i don't have all the answers to that but i guess it fascinates me how the viewpoint on this might be different because just of the way that people consume baseball is different now no i think you're right and baseball i think is a a local for the most part sport in the way that you know certainly the nfl isn't um and i i know less about hockey and basketball, but I, I know that there are national basketball broadcasts. Um, you know, and, and there are some national hockey uh, broadcasts, though probably more so in, in Canada than in the U.S. Um, but 
but I do think that that lends itself to a more you know individual team centered uh, you know look at the sport um, than than there certainly than than in football. You know, in football, it doesn't matter where you live, you get what you well. That's not entirely true, but there are na- there are a lot of national games, and especially as you get toward the end of the season, you know, the the better teams get shown on television more with the you know the flexing, and then when you get to the playoffs, uh, all the games are are on. Um, and they're on the major networks, which is not true of baseball, which is not true of hockey. Um, might be true of basketball, not sure. Um, so no, I think that's a, that's a good point. And, uh, I'm not sure I, that I can speak for, you know, the great majority of fans. Uh, but I'm guessing that when you said people don't like the Astros anyway, uh, you're probably right. Um, and I don't imagine this will make more people like the Astros, but, it's probably not going to make fewer people like the Astros either. It's, it, you know, in some ways, back to politics, it, it probably isn't going to change anything. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it just, you know, the, the facts on the ground aren't going to alter anything. It just, it just, it, it, people think what they think, and that's, that's the way that that's going to be. Yeah, I don't think that baseball's numbers or its attendance or its viewership on national broadcasts is really going to change because of this. I do think that steroid era probably in the same way that the 94 strike did hit some people so hard that they decided, you know what? I'm just going to watch something else. I'm not sure no, I think that's that this true. will do that. Yeah. I think, I think the strike maybe even more than the steroid era. Uh, had, and that's an interesting, interesting that you bring that up because I, I think that, I mean, that hit me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, the I remember X-Files. that and I'm, yeah, right. And, and, and I remember being, uh, you know, really, really upset at, at baseball in general, like as a whole, um, at, at that time. And I think that's, that's maybe the difference, right? Like, you know, if you're a Cubs fan and Mark McGuire is playing for the Cardinals and hitting 70 homers and you find out he was cheating, you're like, Oh, you know, stupid Cardinals or, <laughs> uh, or, or whatever, you know, and, and if you're, um, you know, an Oakland A's fan, uh, you know, and you find out the, the Astros have been cheating and you're like, Oh, I, I hate the Astros. Um, but, you don't necessarily take that anger out on baseball as a whole. Yeah. Right. But with the strike, um, it was baseball as a whole. It was the players, it was the owners, was everybody. It wasn't, and, and it was your own team was just as responsible as everybody else. So right. I think that is a, an interesting, um, break. And hopefully we're, uh, not headed for that again. I know uh, I've been paying less attention to, um, to that sort of thing. Uh, as I think probably most people have, because there really hasn't been any uh, any labor, you know, disputes uh, of of great significance in a, in a long time. Um, but if you talk to people who who seem to be in the know, they they seem to think that it's uh, we might be headed towards a, another labor stoppage at some point in the near future. Well, and some something we know about baseball is that. Anytime you think that they've screwed it up as much as they possibly could, just wait a week because something worse is probably coming. At least over the last, I don't know how many number of years, um, and especially I think with Rob Manfred in charge, that seems to be the the case with baseball. So, uh, Matt, I appreciate all the time. Uh, I'm not shocked that a conversation with you and I went longer than I expected it to, but I'm really glad that it did um, because I, I, I feel like we had a lot of fun. Uh, you do a podcast that's called Socks Coast to Coast, and uh, yeah. you've also done a lot of great baseball writing. So if you want to follow Matthew Corey on Twitter, it's at MattyMatty2000, which I think shows just how old you're becoming. Um, 
I got the Twitter handle when uh when when I didn't think anyone would 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 care um and and follow me and um and that's you know that's still kind of true. It definitely looks like an old AOL Messenger name. Was that the case? Uh, it's an old Hotmail address. Oh, okay. All right. Good enough. Perfect. Perfect way to end it with a conversation yeah. that started with, hey, we're millennials. Look at this cheating again. That's right. Um, That's right. <laughs> so, so great stuff. Uh, great stuff, Matt. And yes, follow him. Maddie, Maddie 2000. People will not forget that for sure. And yeah. I appreciate everyone taking the time to listen to this conversation. And there will be plenty more that we'll call our off the record conversations that go beyond just football, but to other sports as I have more time on my hands this off season. So uh, make sure you check out uh, the twins feed uh, on our podcast and our twins daily show on the air as well. And uh, we'll catch you later here on score North. He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMS. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.